Round two. Let's see if it's recording now. Say something. Something is what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> there you saying go. Nailed something. it. We're on the roll. It's recording now. I don't know what that was all about. All right. Welcome back to Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And today we're going to talk a little bit about everything, but the reason why I told you to hold on was I wanted to ask you questions about Game of Thrones. If that's if that's okay. cool with you, if you wanted to save it for that's when I'm farther in the show, then we can save it for when I'm. Oh, that's in. fine. I mean, if you, uh, yeah, I mean, if I get into like spoilery territory, I'll try to like. No, I've already navigated at, at work. Everyone's like, I don't want to say anything, and I kind of push them like, come on, you want to say something? Give <laughs> give me a little more of this flavor, and I don't know why people are so scared of spoilers. We've been through this. I know you don't love them, but I I don't mind it. It gives me, for me, it's something to look forward to. Not like, oh, why didn't I get to feel that firsthand? I'm more like, oh, Patrick said that this was a really cool scene. I can't wait to see it. I mean, that's how I am with everything. So, it, fair enough, yeah. fair So, anyways, um, yeah, I'm on episode. So it just started episode seven. You win or d- you win or you die. Um, mm. So to put you into context to know where I'm at, uh, Ned Stark just uh, asked for the mountain's head, basically Tyrion to show up because. Uh, John? Is that the king's name? Ron? John? Robert? (laughs) Robert. Robert. Got there. (laughs) Got there. Names I'm not good with. I'll need your help there. Uh, Is out, like, hunting or something, so that's why he's not on the throne. But anyways, so yeah, he called Tyrion to show up in 14 days, or he'll be uh, uh, a fugitive. Um, Nothing else cool is happening. Oh! Oh, I got to see my favorite part I've been waiting for. Freaking Drogo just dumped molten gold all up on his face <laughs> yeah. that was the best so that leads me to my first question is all of game of king oh it was so badass i like how he only speaks like english or whatever they would call it in this world but he only speaks english when he really has to get a point across that's that's nice. I, I, I think they call english the common tongue okay well the common tongue then like for example i've only ever heard him say that and you are no king and one other thing that was kind of insignificant, but it at least drove a point home. But that's not what I'm asking. What is the entirety of Game of Thrones move this fast? Um, if you think this is fast, the new season is psychotically fast because like, okay. the, the new season they're trying to get a lot of shit done. So it's like they don't like in the early seasons. It was like whenever they would travel somewhere, it was like takes like two or three episodes of like watching them like travel like it's like whatever like you'd like it's like okay now they're here now they're here yeah it's like this season it's like i literally said to justin and i was not wrong i was like when john makes a decision to go to dragonstone i'm like i will bet you a million dollars next episode starts with him in dragonstone like we don't see him travel there and then it's like literally the next episode started with him in dragonstone (laughs) and i was just like they're like yeah the winds were on our side i'm like oh just just fucking be honest like you pigeonholed yourself into like well we're only gonna do like seven episodes this year like well that's what you fucking get so i mean you could just pretend they're like in skyrim world and they're just fast traveling everywhere what's the thing is like uh max len just posted on twitter where he was just like it it makes everything make more sense if you just pretend westeros is roughly the size of california yeah i can get behind that that works uh but no i mean like so everyone obviously always tells you sorry i'm messing with my volume people listening if you noticed it uh like so obviously everyone tells you don't get attached to a character cool i get that that makes sense people are gonna die but this episode just feels like or this season just feels like i ex- you know i can't even there's seven episodes or seasons of me to say to put it all into context so i guess i actually can't speak but it just feels like no one 
has any real building to him besides the Lannisters and the Starks. As of right now, as of season one, oh, like yeah, exactly. that's all it is. Because well, that's what the first season. Well, the first season is basically about. Um, I mean, also the, the Targaryens. I mm-hmm. mean, because I mean, Danny. But um, yes, yes. Well, yeah. Because well, that's the thing. When it starts off, those are basically like because um, the show starts during peacetime, and then because um, the basically you know the whole story basically like where like Targaryens were like the rulers for generations upon generations. And then uh, Robert led the fucking revolution and yep, fucking killed yep. the Mad King. Well, took Jamie over. killed the Mad King, but yes. Well, okay, fine, but he like, but it was Robert that took over, um, and they ended up like that. Basically, like, they're in a position where basically like it's peacetime because nobody's really going after Robert. Um, and then basically once it's basically the whole like nature of horrors of vacuum thing. Like as soon as like. Robert goes down, like, it becomes fucking, like, a free-for-all for, like, okay. the next several seasons. Yeah, like, I know Joffrey like, becomes king for a minute, and I haven't gotten well, the he chance... Has well, yeah, he's the next son yeah. or whatever. Allegedly. Wah, wah, wah. Um, I, I haven't gotten a chance to fully hate him yet, because all he's done is one little bitchy thing in the forest. Oh, and... I know. No, no, I know. Trust me. It takes a, yeah, it takes a very serious turn, and I'm looking forward to that story. But I haven't got the chance to hate him yet. Jamie's still a douchebag. I don't want Ned to die, but I know it happens, and I'm super bummed about it. I know nothing about Jon Snow yet, and that's pissing me off. And <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. You know and... nothing about Snow. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids all are still basically just bitching. All the Starks—they're basically all. Well, just... They're also all children. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But that's all they are showing, and that'll be cool because I know all of them except the boy lives. Or the oldest, the oldest boy. And, uh, what is it? they basically all kind of get like they all basically become like forged in iron as the, the show goes on. I mean, they start out and they're, they're still just fucking kids. Like yeah, yeah. even like the oldest, like even Rob. I mean, he's still a fucking kid. Like it's just a matter of like once because it depends on which one. Because like I, don't know, I always think it's funny. Like um like as much as people bitch about how they didn't like Sansa, I'm like. It's like Sansa had the hardest fucking journey in a lot of ways because she really just like had every romantic ideal she ever had beaten out of her, like literally is, is beaten she, out of her. Yeah, isn't she the one that gets all raped and stuff? In addition, like, I mean, like, like literally everything in her life like goes poorly, <laughs> like literally everything. Well, like, right everybody now, else at least has the occasional happy moment. Like that poor girl. Like, <laughs> isn't so she? Last I saw. She was the one, like, commanding some sort of army in the north. Like, she was walking around every... Not commanding an army, but walking around all um, leadership-like. Is she some sort of cool figure right now in Season 7? Are you talking about Catelyn or Sansa? Because Sansa's a child with red hair. Yeah, well, but in Season 7, not in Season 1. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I saw, like I said, I saw Season 7, Episode 3, where Jon and Daenerys meet, and she's, like, walking around, checking out armor and swords and stuff, and I was like, oh, so she becomes some sort of cool power figure. Yeah, because, like, um, in Season 7 is the first time since Season 1 that all of the remaining Stark children are back together. Oh, so, okay, uh, so they yeah, all get so. all separated, yes. I know that when Hordor dies, oh, I'm not ready for that either. I've only seen him <laughs> twice, and I already love him. But, uh, and then Bran has, like, visions of stuff and cool things, and I know he's still alive, and Arya's lost in the woods or something, and she likes to fight people. That's clear. She's a fighter. 
and that douchebag in John Wick, he's out there being a douchebag. I know that much. Oh, Theon. <laughs> yeah, Theon. That's all. I don't have descriptive text here, okay? I'm going off very basic stuff. Uh, I know he's still alive and, like, let his sister die or something or get taken, and, and that's exciting. But the oldest brother I know nothing about, and you said one of them dies, so I know he dies. <laughs> but don't tell me how. No spoilers, okay? And in fairness, the Theon thing, it's like I even said, because like, a lot of people were, like, pissy about, like, uh, him letting... I'm like, Theon, you'll see later. I'm like, it's like, yeah, Theon's a shitty human being, but he has, like, the most severe PTSD, like, probably in the history of the world. Like, he was, like, a dude who, like, thought he owned the world and had that fucking torn away from him in a big, bad way. Like, Which I still don't Torn know. away from him and this constantly just kicked. Like, it well, was yeah, right like, now they constantly rub it in his face that he's not still at home. They're like, yeah, you're a piece of trash who works here now. Suck it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, it gets so much worse. <laughs> like, okay, his well, life that, takes that's... some dark turns. That's exciting to see then. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, what was the one other thing I was really looking forward to? So, Cal Drogo disappears eventually. I don't know when. Oh, don't tell me if how or the exact when but i get to see sam for a little while longer right sam tarley sam from the wall from the wall yeah okay he's, good. Oh. yeah he's in the whole series yeah oh good he's so sweet and i hope he gets a moment <laughs> of just kicking some ass i doubt it but he actually know. does he oh. does oh i'm so ready uh, do you want me to tell you what it is or no uh give me a brief outline <laughs> a nice little like spark note version uh he becomes uh, the first person in God knows how many fucking centuries to kill a White Walker. Oh, before John? He does it before John? Well, John, okay, he takes one down. Da- John takes one down, but it's like, it's not really like as definitive. Like, okay, okay. So like then- basically, John's was taken down, they burned it. But like, Sam, you see that motherfucker like go down hard. <laughs> like, awesome. well, then lay that, this that on me. That goes to hell screaming. Okay, so this <laughs> basically what this is turning into, and I'm totally cool with it, is an analysis of Game of Thrones from a person in season one and a person who follows it deeply with a great memory. So, real quick, <laughs> I have two questions, and I forgot the first question. I have one question. So, <laughs> I had it in my head until I started explaining what I was trying to do here, and I lost it. So, let's not worry. Oh, oh, I remember, I remember. My buddy likes to point it out. So, we were talking about the travel thing that's kind of silly. Guy at work, Davis, yeah. he uses the analogy of the, like, White Walker army or the king of the White Walkers or whatever that dude is that's on the cover of it. The, the Night King. The Night King of him marching continually for, like, the last four seasons, and he compares it to the Monty Python skit uh, from the Holy Grail where the guy's just... Yeah, and he's coming at him, and then move, and it shows something else goes back to him. He's in the same, it's like just a repeat of the same scene. He's like, how the fuck long does it take this guy when everyone's jumping around continents? Yes, but in fairness, it's an army of fucking zombies, so like... I guess, I don't know enough about them. I would say, I guess, unless you talk about, like, Dawn of the Dead, but uh, the new Dawn of the Dead... Or, like, 20 days later. But most of the time, zombies are known for their speed. <laughs> so, well, like... Well, like, when, in the very first opening scene of the whole show, season one, episode one, those White Walkers are moving pretty quick to murk down those three guys. Yeah, I mean, they're... I mean, they're also going longer than anybody else, but virtue of the fact that, like... That's the thing, is, like... Um, nobody knew they were there. Even the other Wildlings didn't know they were there. So you don't even know where the fuck they started. Yeah. Because the Wildlings didn't know they fucking were there. And the Wildlings are the ones beyond the wall. Yeah. So they were super far behind the wall. Like, Oh, okay. Wildlings just... are people past the wall. They're, they live yeah. there? 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. They live on the other side of the wall. Um, and yeah, and so like season two, you actually, it's actually the first time, because like I, I've only read the first two books, because to me, everyone was always just like, the books are so much better, blah, blah. I'm like, and I heartily disagree. I'm like, the books, I like, they're, they're fine, but the problem is, like, you get more detail, which is cool, but like, George R. R. Martin doesn't really know how to like, not indulge the fuck out of himself. Mm-hmm. So you'll have like seven pages on a character that doesn't, you never see again. Okay. Like seven pages of description of that guy, and then it's like, yeah, that, that that person didn't really matter. <laughs> and I'm just like, the show like boils it down to just all killer, no filler. Which I'm like, there are certain things here and there that I wish they had ported over, but like they like didn't make it or took a while to make it. But um, but as a whole, I like the fucking uh, show way better than the books. But like in the book, the end of the book, the end of book two, which is the end of season two, it was the first time I ever that like something had been. I pictured in my head was exactly what I saw on the show because uh-huh. the end of season two is the White Walkers finally like basically getting to storm the wall. Like you're basically like you're getting right to it, and I was just like, it was exactly what I pictured in my head when I was like reading the book. So uh, I was just like, that's oh, you awesome. read it before you watched it, or read it during uh, read season the, one or something? Yeah, I read the first two books and then I just stopped and was like, I'm I'm good. Like I was like, I, I actually really wanted to read uh, book three. Because um, season three and four are book three because they couldn't fit it all in one season because George R. R. Martin does not just stop writing endlessly. Um, but yeah, so then like so, and then after that it becomes like less like the first two seasons are like exactly like adaptations of the books. Like they're like it's like book one is season one, book two is season two, and then book three is season three and four. But then it gets really kind of sketchy and dodgy. Yeah, where and it's then like it well, we took this from this, and then like uh, the newer seasons, uh, season six and seven are not based on the books because the books haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, so it's just Which, whatever the fuck. for all we know, it could literally be just a shot, like him writing the script, basically, of season six and seven into a book. Well, apparently they did talk to George R. R. Martin from Jump Street. So like, yeah, yeah, he had a hand in creating the show still. Yeah, like. I, don't, but I, was saying, I don't know if it'll be his broad strokes, if it'll be like, I don't know how close it'll be, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But, um, but no, um, but yeah, that was really cool. What was your uh, other question? Okay, so question two is a real question. What, so do, hmm, do, they call it at work the Suicide Squad, which is the most recent plan to go capture a White Walker. Yeah. Do you yeah. think, they can, everyone consistently believes it's it the. I literally said it to Justin. I literally said, like, as soon as like, they put them all together, I'm like, what is this, like, fucking Suicide Squad? <laughs> and it was just like, Max Landis tweeted, like, the exact line from fucking Suicide Squad. I'm like, all right, good, so we're on the same page. The, uh, they think it's the dumbest plan ever in all of Game of Thrones. Do you think it's that dumb? I don't think it sounds that dumb. It's not, but the problem is, like, the thing that might become an issue is, like, um, they actually mentioned in the after, see, in the after, um, the episode stuff, where, like, um, when they cut off the White Walker hand in season one, they sent... Uh, the hand with um, I can't remember his name now, but the uh, the guy who was like briefly in command of the Night's Watch um, before like John ended up taking over. Um, oh, his cu- his uncle or cousin or whatever. No, no, no not Benjamin. Uh, oh, okay. Benjamin goes past the wall, and you don't see him again for a long time. Um, yeah, he just left for that. Okay, yeah, you don't see him again for a long time. But I see him um, again. That's good news. Nothing else. Keep going. Uh, but yeah, like, apparently they brought the hand, they were trying to bring the hand to, like, uh, the Red Keep to, like, show people this threat, 
And basically, in the time it took them to get there, like it completely decomposed, so it wasn't really anything to show. So it was like, depending if you can keep the like ice zombie alive or undead, mm-hmm. um, presumably it's not a terrible plan because it's probably the only way. Cause I, I think I, I love it. Like they had basically said, John basically said verbatim what I had said to Justin and my friend Chelpy, um, where I was just like. There's literally an endless army of ice zombies coming to kill you all, and you're squabbling over a fucking chair. Like, how it's just like, people need to get their priorities in fucking check. (laughs) So it's like, if you bring the fucking uh, ice zombie to the people, and you're like, there is like a billion more of them, the hope is that at the very least Jamie, if not Cersei is like, holy fuck, we need to get our armies ready, like... Yeah, everyone's saying I- Jamie's gonna merc out Cersei's now. I mean, I don't know. I honestly, that would make sense, because, like, he keeps being more and more horrified, because... Yeah, he's like, Cersei's you, you said power, he becomes, like, a nice guy. Like, obviously, I still see him okay. as a jackass, but... He becomes a much better person, because basically, like, he gets humbled hard, um... And instead of, like, Theon, like, where he just gets, like, PTSD, he becomes, like, a hero. Or at least an anti-hero. Um, but, yeah, like, he, uh, like, he definitely, like, he has this constant look of horror whenever he talks to Cersei now. Because it's just like, oh, dear God, <laughs> what have I allowed to happen? Like, and did I... we're all gonna die. Well, before I get into that one, remind me about uh, Jamie and, and the whole incestuous nonsense. Uh, so that's why I don't think it's that terrible of a plan is like two of the three, two or three of the people going have experience fighting white walkers. So it's not like it's a blind. We're going into murderous people. They know exactly what they're going up against. I mean, that has the only problem. The only problem is like, it's like, it's like every zombie movie you've ever seen where like they go to like actually like among the zombies. Like it doesn't matter how good you were killing the like random zombie who like wandered into your area. Like... In the end, it's still a fucking army of fucking zombies, and it's fucked. Like, true, true, true. Yeah, John's taking him down. Yeah, like, I mean, he was fighting alongside Tormund. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's definitely factors, and I mean, it's, it's a solid group of fighters, but it's just like you're still walking into an army of zombies and trying to take one. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not saying it's a, it's a good plan, but I mean it's, it's probably the only plan. That's the whole thing. It's just like, how else do you prove that? Like, there's because the whole thing is like, even I don't know even that Tyrion completely believes it. He just believes that John believes it, so that's mm-hmm. why he's believing John. It's like same thing with Daenerys. Daenerys is just like. Uh, I don't believe you, but, like, you want to bring proof? Go get proof. Why couldn't Daenerys just be like, hold on, let me hop on this dragon right quick, fly over top, take a quick look down, and fly back? Um, well, for one thing, I mean, I don't really think that she... It's it's like, like, why would you do that if you don't believe somebody? It's like me being like... It's like, like, hey, there's zombies over there. It's like, no, there isn't. It's like... (laughs) Like, no, seriously, go look. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I guess I get that. But it would just make more sense that way. If he's just like, hey, let me borrow one of these dragons real quick. And she's like, hold on, dragons don't play nice with other people. And he's like, well, let Tyrion take one of these dragons real quick. Because that leads into my next point. Do you think that the theory that Tyrion is a Targaryen is true? I personally don't. But, I mean, 
it wouldn't completely shock me, but I don't think would it's it disappoint true. you or excite you? No, or neither. I don't think. I think I was just like I think a lot of things like people are using, and I'm just like, and also it would kind of ruin because the whole thing is basically like the reason that Tyrion's father hate him hated him was uh, basically because he took his wife by like killing her during childbirth. Um, I didn't know that yet. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Um, and, uh, like, basically the reason Cersei hates him is because she's daddy's little girl. Uh, but Jamie and, uh, Tyrion are super close. So I was like, not that I think Jamie would necessarily care, but, like, I definitely think, like, the only... Okay, how much do you care? You don't care about spoilers at all? I don't care about spoilers in the slightest. Okay, they basically just, um, essentially finally confirmed a fan theory because um i had actually said for a while because i was like when i did read the books like it was just like the stuff that i did read like i was just like they definitely there was like an, an impulse there was like, it really like there was like a hint towards um john being uh not a bastard but half targaryen and half stark and um because basically like the whole thing with uh rhaegar and uh liana wasn't like it wasn't that they necessarily, uh, it wasn't, like, it, as much as, like, it was turned into a story of, like, rape and all this shit, it was actually that Lyanna and Rhaegar were in love. Who's and Lyanna and Rhaegar? Absconding. Uh, Rhaegar is the, uh, is one of the Targaryen, uh, the, the, supposed to be the next in line, because it was, um, it's Rhaegar is, uh, Viserys and Daenerys's uh, uh, brother. Okay, okay. And, um... He would just be the next in line, um, and then he like basically, and Liana is uh, Ned's sister. Okay. Um, the one that Robert was in love with. Um, Got it. But yeah, like they basically like there's they they basically finally like uh, and nobody noticed it. Like Justin didn't even notice it. Where like uh, at the end of uh, the last episode, like Gilly's like reading these like because basically uh, Sam and Gilly are like in the, like the Maester Temple, whatever, and Gilly's reading about uh, how. Um, Basically, uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark were married in like a secret se- ceremony. Um, cool. So that's the thing; he's not—he's not even a bastard like John. Like he's—he's he's a um, half Stark. Wait, half so John's not Ned's son? No, he's he—that's the whole thing. Like that's the whole—they they show at the end of last season um, when Ned discovered. Like I never thought he was Ned's son because I was just like, Ned is a guy of such honor that I don't believe he would just fuck some random woman like. So, like, as soon as, like, they kind of, like, give you the sense, like, it was, like, at first I thought he, like, might have been, like, with a Targaryen and, like, it would have been, like, a, like an actual thing. Um, but as soon as, like, that, like, I read that theory and everything, I'm just like, that actually makes a lot of sense. And then they basically confirmed it. Cause basically, like, um, Ned goes to the tower where Lyanna is, and he hears her screaming, and he gets in there, and he finds Lyanna uh, basically dying from childbirth with... Uh, her boy who is john and basically makes him promise to raise him as Rhaegar makes him promise or no Rhaegar's dead oh okay um, just ned being all loyal and honorable and bullshit is like i will take care of this child yeah but in a way, more like, smooth Rhaegar, way. i think Rhaegar was the one that actually was taken out by robert um because he yeah, loved Leilana uh, or Leana or whatever liana yeah liana uh but yeah, so like that's the whole thing is like so basically John is uh the actually the next in line 
because John is Rhaegar's son with Lyanna. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, he would actually have more claim to the throne than Daenerys uh, or Viserys. I do not guess they would still have longer, or they would, because they're, they're the brother. It's, that's like, with the Targaryens, it's really fucking confusing, because they all fucked each other. So it's like, the, like, the, this one is their aunt, also their sister. I'm just like, it's so fucking weird. Um, but I guess John would typically still be second in line behind Daenerys, but, like, the fact that he's male might be a factor. I don't really know. Um... But, yeah, so, like, that's a whole thing. Like, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a whole thing. So, like, um... The whole Tyrion um, being a Targaryen thing, I feel like, has way less, like, weight and merit to it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm just, like, it, for one thing, defeats the purpose of, like, his relationship with his father. And for another, like, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't... The only thing that, that like, kind of makes me understand it is um, there's a bit at the end of um, season six, or, like, midpoint season six, when, like, Tyrion meets the dragons and basically is able to pet the dragon... And the dragon doesn't do anything. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what. That's the one that I th- saw. Yeah, and then uh, the same thing happened with John being this episode, where he like he meets the dragon and he like I'm just like so basically like that's the whole thing is like, but that's that's such a shaky like foundation to build like well clearly he's a Targaryen then because the dragon didn't kill him like or the dragon could have just not been hungry like I mean yeah like, but I mean isn't it a, isn't it a big deal that the dragons will. Not kill, but won't even acknowledge or accept in any way, shape, or form anyone but a Targaryen? I mean, but you don't really... I mean, that, that's not really true, though. Because, I mean, how many people are, like, with uh, Daenerys and the dragons aren't fucking killing them? Like, uh, I dragons was... not taking out I, Grey I read... Worm or like, Varys? Yeah, that's true. That's true. The other thing I read was that... Um, like constantly you hear his father tell him he's not his real son and he always gives like a slightly different region each time why he's not his son not real son sorry but not his son because of this and because of this and they're like well he says it so many times so many different ways maybe he's not actually his goddamn son i honestly don't buy it like just like the whole thing of like uh it's been kind of the same thing that happened to sam or just like basically uh his dad was like you're not my son if you don't take the black i'm going to kill you like blah 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 so, like, I don't, I think there's just something that happens in that world. Like, I don't think it's an actual literal not my son. I guess we'll find out, but I honestly don't buy it. I, I want to buy it. I want to buy it so bad. It would be so cool. Fuck, I don't even know who the fuck's offspring he would be. Like, that's the whole thing. It's just like, is he, like, the Mad King's son? That's like, what, he's not Rhaegar's son. That's what it said, the theory said that I was reading. It was potentially his, and he betted um, uh, his mom because of some discrepancy in relationships i don't know i don't know if this was basing it off the book or the show and which details it was taking all i know is they think yeah. it's the mad king's son mm. i don't buy it but i mean whatever like it's possible i just i don't i don't i personally don't subscribe to that theory mm. but it's possible what about well what was the other one there was one other theory that i was no hold on before i ask you this theory, explain to me no one can seem to explain to me in proper terms what the three-eyed raven is do you want me to know, like, I'm going to tell you, like, all lay, right? Lay it, lay it out for me, Daddy, because everybody keeps going, like, well, it's <laughs> this thing, and, like, you can see stuff with it, and I'm like, what do you mean you can see stuff with it? And they're like, well, you can't, it's like in the dreams, no, and I'm not. like, I don't know no, what no, you're no, saying. No, you lay it out. People are fucking idiots. Basically, um, in the, the best terms I can kind of put it in, is it's kind of like if you combine Professor Xavier and, like, the Scarlet Witch into, like, one being... <laughs> 
Um, that's kind of the three-eyed raven. Basically, like so, it's a real thing. The it's, that, it's not like an omen yeah. or nothing. It's an actual. Bird. It's, it's more. Of a, it's more of a title. No, it's more of a title. That's the whole okay. thing. It's just okay. like when you. I think it's season five, um, season four or five, where uh, Bran meets. It's a guy. The three-eyed raven is a guy. Like he's like essentially, it's a title. Like he's coming through, like whatever, to kind of bring Bran to him, so that then yeah, because he he's already had two dreams in title. season one. Yeah. Oh, it's not for a long time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like the basically the three eyed raven, um, at least to what they've shown so far, is basically like connected to everything in Westeros. Like he sees the future, he sees the past. Like he can kind of get into like minds. It's just like it's like it's like a whole fucking thing. Like I was like, like the thing I kept saying to Justin, I was like, basically it's Professor X. So like, and Brand is basically Brand. Yeah, when Bran becomes a three-eyed raven and he's crippled, I'm like, so it's Professor X. Like, it's fine. I'm okay with that, but that's what <laughs> so it is. is Bran the one? I, the only is I saw it in a, um, I saw it in a freaking, the preview for season seven, like the trailer. Is Bran the one whose eyes roll back and go all white? Yeah. That's, okay. That's the whole thing. When he goes into, like, three-eyed raven mode, yeah. Can Sansa, or Arya do that too? No, but she's one point where she's, like, rendered blonde. So that's why you've seen pictures of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that yeah. lines up. I was like, what the shit? Who's doing this? Okay, what's yeah. Arya's secret superpower? You said they all have superpowers. Um, basically, she, um, throughout the show, she's like Batman, where, like, oh, she Batman. gets trained by a lot of fucking, like, amazing fighters. So to the extent where she basically has a lot of different people's kind of like, she's kind of absorbed a lot of people, people's fighting styles. And like, um, cause you haven't, Oh yeah. Season two. So you haven't seen them yet, but there's like this, uh, group called the faceless men. Mm-hmm. We're basically like assassins who can change their face. Huh. Um, like really change like, their face. Like just look at them and then boom, they look different. Well, usually it's always when you look away and the next time you look at them. Oh, okay. But face. yeah, same. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, but yeah, like, um, she ends up getting, like, uh, going... She meets one in season two who basically gives her a coin that she cashes in, and I think season... At the end of season five, and I think it's season six that she goes and trains with them, but it might be season four and then season five. Um, she goes and trains with them, so she gets, she gets faceless man powers, but she also, for a large portion of the show, is um, being, like, essentially dragged behind the Hound while he tries to bring her back to get, like, a fucking uh, bounty on her. So he basically, she basically takes up a lot of like bronze, or I'm not bronze, uh, the hounds like uh, fighting style and fighting wisdom, and then like she like, um, like basically throughout the course of the show, she basically becomes like one of the best killers in that whole fucking country. Oh, nice. What does when when do I get to see the mountain? Like the real mountain, not just this lame ass actor. Like the guy who plays the mountain still. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, okay. Well, they, originally they, they jumped through. I think he was the only actor that kind of stuck around. They've had, like, I think three actors. Uh. Um, so yeah, so you, I mean, he becomes, like, a regular, I think, in, like, see, I, th- I think he sticks around from, like, season three on, I think. I think and it was, when does he die and become Zombie Mountain? Uh, the end of season four, I think. Uh, so I only get a little bit of him, but that's still cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, well, he... The whole thing with the mountain is, is like, it's more of like the, um, like the mythos than the actual like character. Like that's the whole thing. It's it's like you know he's like the like the most badass fucking like 
giant like killer dude in that country takes a horse's off with his horse's head off with one swing Whomp. yeah <laughs> so like you basically just know this shit without having to like see it a lot so yeah so it's like and actually the thing that's funny is like that that actor triple a tried to sign to wwe but it just it didn't really work out um oh i wonder why because he's freaking the mountain no i guess because he just like he wasn't like he i guess he came to do like the tryout and everything but like he even said, and everybody kind of got the vibe that he wasn't that into it. He just was kind of doing it because it was just like, well, whatever, why not? Um, so like they didn't really push him, yeah. Which is actually nice because WWE like there's a lot of guys who like clearly aren't really there for any reason other than fucking money. So it's just like it's nice that like there was one case where it was just like, ah, yeah. no, it's fine. Everyone like, except Roman Reigns. He lives okay. for the WWE. Oh, Patrick, and, or I mean, um. Uh, Jeff and J. Well, you only know Jeff of these people, but Jeff and JJ yep. and James and Jeff's fiance I went know. to to Raw. They went to Raw. Yeah, he texted me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He says. Indeed. Well, no, yeah, he was there. I was. I was so pissed because, like, he was there the night that the Shield reunited. He was there. What the Shield reunited? Uh, what? What? Well, two two thirds, not oh, okay. like the whole huh. thing. Huh. You're I supposed think, to text honestly, me when this happens. I will be. I would not be surprised if the end of SummerSlam though was the Shield being full blown re- reunited. Because um, cause that's the whole thing. It's basically for weeks, like, um, basically since the night after the last week review, um, Rollins and Ambrose, like, have basically been, like, getting each other's backs or not when it counted. And then, like, they would, like, basically, it kept being, like, uh, Rollins trying to get in Ambrose's good graces and, like, Ambrose rejecting him. And then, like, uh, Ambrose at one point, like, puts his fist out and Rollins walks away. And then this Raw was the first time they, like, full-blown, like, both put their fists together and did, like, the two-thirds of the shield, like, salute thing. Um, You're just missing the key component. The most powerful well, man in all of the WWE. Well, no, that, I mean, in fairness, like, that's... The Roman like, Reigns! It's, it's technically, to me, it'll never, like, that's the reason it doesn't completely land for me, because I'm just like, if you don't have all three, it's not the fucking, it's not the shield. Like, yeah. it's just like, I was like, and I don't, and I, think, I was like, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan in the world, but I'm like, the reason I marked out like a madman when they had the little shield reunion at uh, Survivor Series was because it's all three. Like you have to have all three, or else it doesn't. I mean, like was I'm it? happy that you put just Ambrose and Rollins together. So I mean, they're the two of the best fucking workers and characters in the company. But like, I'm not excited on their shield level because I'm just like, until you have Roman Reigns there, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just like, until you have Roman Reigns and you're coming through the crowd and there's Sierra he- Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just like, I just care that, like, you put them, like, as workers together. I don't give a shit about, like, a supposed shield reunion. I'm like, it's not a shield reunion. <laughs> like, just two guys until I have bumping. all of them. Yeah, exactly. Huh, that's ridiculous. All right. Well, hold on. Let's get into, I know we're not technically done with this, but let's play our games because I want to talk about something at the end. I'm really excited. And no, it's not about the Nazis, Patrick. I know you want to talk about the Nazis, but now's not the time. All right? I don't want to talk about the Nazis. So, I'm real quick. Nazis. <laughs> Uh, real quick, who's who? Who's who and who'd win in a fight are both going to be, you know, G- Game of Thrones related because I'm kind of watching it right now and I'm super into it. Don't take this from me. All right. Who would... Or, no, wait. Not who would win in a fight. I'm all off on myself. Who's who? Who's Ned Stark and who's the king? Um, You're definitely Robert Baratheon and I'm definitely Ned Stark. <laughs> Why do I got to be the fat drunk? I don't want to be well, the fat drunk. <laughs> well, I'm the one that's like fucking like trying to be honorable even if it fucks me over horribly 
Yeah, and like I'm more interested in prostitutes and wine. I'm just saying, like you're more like happy-go-lucky, and you're just kind of like you're you, you basically were fighting just for the sake of it. Like it wasn't like it's like that's the whole thing. It's like the whole thing with the robber. The reason he's a terrible king is he no desire to be king. He just basically like he had a mission that he accomplished the mission, and the spoils of that mission was becoming king. And he's like, just well, so fuck. happened to be king, yeah. And he was all doing it pretty much just as like a a screw you because he lost what's her face. Yeah, it, it was all just yeah, one big like, fuck you, you took something from me, I'm burning this place to the ground. You know what, I say that a lot. I say I'm going to burn this place <laughs> to the ground a lot, so I'll take it. Plus, that means you're my right-hand man. Patrick, Indeed. I would gladly accept you as my right-hand man. You know what my right hand's <laughs> good you. for, though. Alright, you know uh, what your ew. duties are. Alright? Ew. I'm ew. just, hey, honor me, alright? You're loyal. <laughs> you power yes. through these things. <laughs> it's too late, you said it, moving on. Who's who? Who's Arya and who's Sansa? You can pick the the version of them. You can pick little kid one, or you can pick a full grown badass adults version. I don't care. I mean, I guess like, I mean, fuck. Yeah, that's, that's so a difficult. toughie because they both have bitchy qualities and they're both super badass. It's a it's a win like, lose lose win. There is a big part of me that, like, I relate to Sansa a lot because Sansa was somebody who basically, like, had these, like, kind of beautiful romantic ideals that were literally beating the fuck out of her. And that basically was my life. Um, but at the same time, like, Arya is also kind of a character, is also kind of a person who, like, was, like, she wanted something and then she got it in the worst possible way, which has also been my life. Um... I'll just tell you mine. If I'm going off what I know of them, which is season one, I would say okay. I would say I'm more Arya than Sansa in season one or Sansa or however the hell you say it. Just because yeah. Arya's like, hey, I really want to do this thing, so I'm just gonna kind of slide on out of here and go do this. Okay, cool, have a fun time. Like not not like super rebellious, but more of like that. I'm gonna try to get away with it, sort of a thing. Whereas yeah. Sansa's just like, I want to be queen. And that's her whole thing this whole season. Yeah, I think I'm going to be queen one day, and I don't, I don't relate to that at all. I got nothing. Yeah, but okay, but fine. So I'll seasons... take Sansa. I'll take Sansa. You can be Arya. That's all fine. Right. Win win. Everyone called me a girl when I look when I'm a boy, and everyone calls her a boy <laughs> when she's a girl. So you know, we have that in common too. All right. I'm the... very pretty, much like Sansa is very pretty. <laughs> Although Shit. I still like Kevin. Like, I, if you if you ever listen to the X Men episode of Gifted Punksters, where basically like I made the comment about like how hot she is and she was like the, the gene gray he's like what the fuck and i'm just like <laughs> she's probably in her like mid-20s like fuck off like oh because like, she's I a kid in the show it. yeah oh gotcha, gotcha. well no because yeah. i mean because even by like she's still playing like a teenager in x-men true, true. so like she's there's gene gray hey and man. i was like she's not actually a teenager i don't think hey man best thing about high school girls we keep getting older, they stay the same age. Same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, last who's who, and this one's a win-win for us because no matter what, I get, I'm get. i pretty sure I know who I'm going to end as, but I could be wrong. Who's who? Jon Snow and Cal Drogo. I mean... It's a win-win. We, we don't lose being called either. It's awesome. It's like when I, I had definitely... you call me the Joker because I wanted it. It's a win-win. I relate more to Cal Drogo than I do to Jon Snow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but I like to think uh, of us as, like, you're Jon Snow and I'm Sam. And I'm just like, but but I don't want anything. And you're like, don't worry, buddy. You don't have to. It's okay. 
<laughs> but that's not what well, I the, asked. Jon Snow and Kel exactly. Drogo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying I don't relate to Jon Snow. I'm just saying I relate to, to, to Kel Drogo more because Kel Drogo is also a guy who, like, has to basically actively uh, work to have emotions. Like, because at the start of the show, he's basically just, like, a fucking, like, killing machine. Yeah, and it's that's all I know like, of him so far. Yeah, like through through Daenerys, like he becomes like much more like I mean, you you have to have seen it by now. Like, well, I mean, like when the whole sex scene that was pretty, it, despite it being rapey sex and then turning into nice sex, when she all is like, "No, you lay down. I want to look you in the face," and yeah. he's all like, "No, this is how we do things." And she's like, "Damn it, I said." Lays him down, gets on top, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this is a whole new yeah. f- sensation I've never experienced." Well, that's the thing. He's like, I was like, yeah, he basically the guy who like had to kind of like keep both sides of himself in check to kind of and like it doesn't completely work out for him but no i heard so he disappears but not you know in theory could still be alive uh no oh sad okay uh, you you do see him again i will say that (laughs) nice it's good to know in a flashback that's a that's Uh, a no no no, not a flashback not a flashback i mean you might see him again in a flashback oh no does he come back as a white walker do they white walk him no 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 does his face get uh, put in the wall of faces? No, neither of those okay. things. Okay, okay, good. Okay, well then I can live with whatever comes. I'll accept it. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So I'm definitely. I would definitely say I'm Cal Drogo and you're Jon Snow. <laughs> nice. I'll take it. Jon Snow is everybody's favorite, and I hope he wins in the end. Even though he doesn't want to win, but he kind of wants to still. I hope he wins. All right. He's not my favorite. My favorite is still Cal Drogo, and in like living characters, it's probably Jimmy Lannister. So. Well, maybe I'll get to the point well, where I forgive no, I guess Jamie. I like Daenerys slightly better, and actually Tyrion I like better as well. So like, oh I guess Tyrion, I always forget character. about him. I just saw where he uh, was on was was put to trial, so he takes the trial by combat, and the guy fights for him. And that was he is he is a smooth talker. You know that he goes yes. up there he goes up there to plead guilty for his sins, but his sins are jerking off into turtle stew and stealing a servant's robes. Like he's he's freaking hilarious. I yes, can't. I can't imagine him not being anything but amazing the entire rest of the show. Oh, totally. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's move on to who would win in a fight. Now I've got three here that are all Game of Thrones related. But before, holy shit! You know what I just realized? It's yes. Game of Thrones versus Lord of the Rings. I didn't even mean to do that, and I'll get to that in a minute. That's fucking with my head. All right. But before that, I asked this at work, and I just want to get your opinion. Who would win in a fight? Spider Man versus Captain America. Um, uh, I mean, I feel like Cap is a better strategist, so, like, I feel like Spidey would be, like, winning in, like, the early stages of it, and then eventually, like, Cap would, like, find the weakness and, like, beat him down. But would his strategy overcome Peter Parker's intelligence? I mean, he's a super genius. Yes, but he's also, like, he's not necessarily a super genius in a fight. Like, he's just, like... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, he's not as good as a strategist as Cap. Like, he's... He's better than most people he takes on because most of them are fucking idiots. Yeah. I Even mean, ones he's... that are smart have, like, massive egos and refuse to believe they can be beaten, so basically that gets them beaten. Like, Doc Whereas Doc. Captain America... Yeah. Like, Captain America is, like, probably the best soldier the Marvel Universe has ever seen. And, like, so it's, like, at a certain point... He would, they even show it in Civil War, where basically just, like, the movie, where it's just, like... Um, yeah, Spidey's, like, gonna, like, get a lot of hits in, but then Cap's gonna figure out how to take him down, take him out of yeah. the equation. Yeah, Cap's got the endurance. I mean, it, was, it was hard for me, because, A, obviously you've got the webs, which is cool. Cap could figure out a way to, could, to to get around them and use them, but, 
you've got the webs, but you, he's also stronger. Spider-Man's stronger. He's probably faster. I don't well, know about that. Wolf, I mean, they're comparably strong. I wouldn't say, like, he's... No, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's stronger. Spider-Man's totally... Captain America could not lift up an oil tanker. Okay, but I mean... It's not, he, he wasn't holding up an oil tanker. <laughs> yeah, he was in Civil War. He was holding it above his head. It wasn't like a tanker, was it? I don't remember being it. Like, I well, remember it being like a tank, like maybe, or like a piece of fuselage. I don't remember it being a tanker. Maybe not. I don't know. They All threw I... a tank. They, they threw a tanker, and like that—that that was the Ant Man thing. Yeah, I don't remember. We'll have to rewatch. We'll come. We'll revisit Captain vs Spider Man because we're on different sides here. We'll come back. So let's get to our who would win the fight. So this originally was just me putting up. Uh, Game of Thrones characters because I wanted to talk about Game of Thrones. I was only going to spend 10 minutes on Game of Thrones just to tell you I watched more this morning and ask you about the Tyrion thing. Got out of hand. So (laughs) I really hope this was a riveting episode of hearing you explain to me what Game of Thrones was, but I don't care. This was for me, okay? I deserve it. I treated myself this week. So it turned into Game of Thrones vs. Lord of the Ring, which is hilarious. So let's start it off with Jon Snow versus Aragorn, who wins in a fight. Um... That's a good fight. They're both super good yeah. with swords. They're handsome men who run around with awesome looking cloaks. They could do some damage. They both I mean, fight like badass Aragorn, people. Aragorn has the advantage of experience, so that would well, probably yeah. help. Yeah. Like, oh, I think it's funny is I'd never seen the extended editions until like a few months ago, and they basically uh, tell me they read the books. Um, they tell me that Aragorn is apparently like hundreds of years old. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how is that a thing? Like, why did they never... Like, why is this dialogue you felt was this hard to take out? Like, this is important information that I need to know. Like, Yeah, yeah he, humans live past... Like, they don't live to 60. Humans live into, like, their 200s or something like that in that universe. No, it, just his race. That's the oh, thing is, his like, race. Got it. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's not different. a human. That's right. No, no, no. You're yeah. totally right. You're totally right. He's not a human. Yeah, he's, I didn't know that. <laughs> and he goes by Strider at first, which has some sort of importance if you read The Silmarillion, which I have not read because I almost fell asleep just thinking about reading it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that, the, you're right, that is it. So, actually, when you bring that up, I, yeah, I, I almost definitely give it to Aragorn. There's yeah, there's no debate there. I, silly me. Moving on. All right, who would win in a fight? A White Walker versus an Urukai? Uh, White Walker, because you haven't really seen it yet, yeah, but no, White Walkers, you can literally only take down for, like, unless you have the right weaponry, you can literally only take them down for, like, a brief period, and then they'll get raised back up. Whereas, like, Urukai, like, they're orcs, but they're just, they're flesh and blood, so it's like, you can they're take them orcs. down. They're not orcs, they're Urukai. Don't get it twisted. Whatever. Um, I think, so, yeah, I think so they definitely explain say White it Walkers. as, like, it's like the the devil's hybrid of orcs and humans or something like that creates an urukai and they're bigger than orcs and they're stronger and yada yada but yeah okay i haven't seen enough about white walker so i'm gonna totally take your your advice on that one i i acquiesce to you i appease you hitler all right here it is here's what did they give hitler again did they give him poland here's poland all right this Move. is getting really weird. You should probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Uh, I'm not saying you're definitely you're a not a Nazi, but there's a lot of them out there now, so I'm never sure is all I'm saying. You're half Mexican, and I am not a remotely a Nazi. I'm all about punching Nazis. That's the thing I thought was Punch funny. Punch the Nazis. Was like Tim Howe commented on like this thing that I posted about fucking punching Nazis, where he was just like, it's like, oh, we're going to like use uh, violence to oppose violence. And I'm just like, 
I never once said I was opposed to violence. That nope. was never a thing that, that I has said. Never been, I mean, there's lots of records on here of you being very open towards violence. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I never understood that. Like, this is the one time where they're like, because uh, with Black Lives Matter movement, they're like, oh, just fucking shoot them. Shoot them down. They're riding. Take them out. I'm like, okay, I guess I see your point. Pretty fucked up. And then they're like, Nazis? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not go ahead punching Nazis. That's hardcore, man. Like, really? Do you not remember fifth grade when your teacher explained to you about World War II and all you could have was the most dumbfounded look on your face that that was a real thing that happened in life? And now, okay, not the time. Let's keep going. This is really not the time for that discussion. So, <laughs> final who would win in a fight? Tyrion versus Frodo. Um, Neither of them are Tyrion, fighters. Yeah, Tyrion, if you've seen... Um, I, you don't, I don't think you've gotten there yet. Have you gotten there? Yes, you have. I just watched um, him get his so first kill. trial by combat. Yeah. Um, but no, but you saw him beat a guy at Death of the Shield. Yeah, that was his first kill ever, they said. They talked about it. He just put it right, the point, yeah. right into that dude's face. But I'm just saying, if he's managed to kill somebody with a shield, I'm confident <laughs> that he could take down Frodo. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few good uh, scenes in Return of the King, or no, in the Two Towers, where Frodo's going, like, sword to sword with orcs. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Sword to sword. Okay. Like... Tyrion used a fucking shield to kill a soldier. Like He blindsided him. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, I get what you're coming at. I feel like it would turn into, like, they would go at each other at first, and then Frodo would be like, do 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 we have to do this? Like, try to lunge with the sword, and Tyrion would be like, good point. Now let me explain to you why you're a dumbass, and then bust his face <laughs> in with a shield. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Daredevil. Or Dare, Daredevil. I was reading the other who would win the fight, and I'm not going to tell you who that's up against. That's next week's. Uh, Tyrion okay. wins over Frodo. Okay, so final thing to talk about. So usually this, I, I want this to be reserved for comics, but we have been fools the past four weeks and not spoke about Rick and Morty once, and that's disrespectful. Okay. So until Rick and Morty season, I'm changing the script again. These, this is not how the show goes. I don't care about rules. The end of every episode until season three of Rick and Morty is over, we're going to talk about the episode of Rick and Morty that happened. Because I wished we had already talked about one through three so we could dedicate this entirely to the Vindicators. Arguably my favorite Rick and Morty yet. But we got to get it all. We got to get it all out there. So let's spend a few minutes just talking about Rick and Morty. If you would, would appease this Hitler. Please stop saying that. Just give me Poland, Uh, Patrick. I just need Poland. Um... Because that's, well, that's the thing, like, this is the first season of, like, the thing I posted on Twitter that you liked, um, where, like, it's the first season of Rick and Morty where every episode is better than the last, which I don't know if they're able to sustain that, but, like, that's my only, my thing that I've always had with that show is, like, I've always liked it, but it's just, like, when everybody was just, like, when I, like, the, you remember when the first season, like, was, like, right before it came out, and everyone's like, it's the greatest fucking show ever! <laughs> and then, like, so I, I literally so. told everybody, I'm like, I was like, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna watch it. And if it's not the best fucking show ever, I'm gonna fucking tell you all. And everyone's like, you won't have to. It's the best fucking show yep. ever. And, we and then right. I watched it. I'm just like, no. I was just like, I mean, it's fine. Like I was just like, it's, it's, it's good, but it's, it's so fucking hit or miss. Like it's less hit or miss than like Family Guy because Family Guy is like literally a show for people with like, ADHD. That's why I love it. We're so. just. Like, one thing is funny, I and mean, I actually have low grade ADHD, and it still pisses me off. It's basically just like joke, 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 joke. I'm just like, that's not comedy, assholes. Like that's literally just you throwing fucking shit at a wall. Like it's like 
that's like saying you're a marksman because you're like Rambo and you can just blow up a fucking target <laughs> with like a fucking like M60. If it gets like, the no. job done, it works. If something's stupid, like, but it works, is it really that stupid, Patrick? Yes. <laughs> D- damn it. That's not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but like Rick and Morty, like every season up to this date has been very like hit or miss. Where it's like, you'll have really fucking amazing episodes. Like there's some like really, some bright shining stars. But then you'll also have some like really fucking mediocre episodes that I never really want to watch again. So it's like, like I do, like I've watched them all at least twice. But it's just like nothing where I'm like, there's, there's some episodes where I'm just like, when it's on, like, all right, I guess it's that one. Um, whereas this season, every episode has been better than the last. Which is really fucking cool. Like, so for me, every I'll time put, they do an episode, let me put my spin on that. For me, season one is a hundred percent perfect, except two episodes, which gives to your credit hit or miss. I mean, if something's not consistent, then. But raising Gazorpazorp didn't care for the one where he Morty has sex with I the robot like and has the one, kid. Yeah. yeah, that one didn't work for me at all, and. To some degree, Anatomy Park also didn't land with me. I love Anatomy Park. Uh, yeah, so 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 we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. But those are the only two I'll still watch them when I rewatch it because I rewatch this show roughly every two weeks because it's so short and I can't. Um, everything except those two, pure gold, hundred percent. Season two, on the other hand, at first viewing, I have to I have to preface this. At first viewing was very hit or miss i was like that episode was all right and then i'd watch it again and i'd be like that episode was the what was i thinking and i'd like smack myself i'd be like dobby in harry potter and just start hitting my head with a vase like i was an idiot every episode was on second viewing which adds to it also is a bad look for people who only like to watch shows once but is a great look for the cleverness of the writers who are able to hide stuff that i obviously looked right over perfect season three episode one the april's fool is the exact same thing as i'm saying about season two. First watch i was like okay that was pretty cool it was a clever way but it's not what i was expecting rewatch grew better and better and better episode two three and four though have been nothing but television perfection for me and i, I mean I, I wouldn't say perfection but i mean they're definitely really so, fucking good and every episode is better than the last I'll definitely oh say yeah that. definitely better than the last but i like the thing i like the most about this episode so rick and morty has become remember I have no reason. I tell. I say this every time I start talking about this. I have no reason to be depressed, but just suck it. It's what happens. Rick and Morty has become my outlet, and season three is the heaviest thing, fucking comparatively to the rest of the show. There's been some pretty intense episodes, like um, auto erotic assimilation. That one was pretty intense with like Unity and him explaining yeah. that he's basically a piece of shit, uh, which we all knew, but it's his like big realization as far as up to that point, or. Obviously, the finale when he turns himself in, that wasn't heavy for what it meant to the characters. That was heavy for the audience. But season three has just been laying on the mustard. They have just been going for broke with making me feel super, super sad. So, did I say. <laughs> well, you... I'm sorry. No, no, no. In a good way. Like, it's clever. Like, it, it's, it allows you to see it in another light to understand it in your own personal way. So, did I send you the breakdown of Pickle Rick? Like the, the uh, it was an article. There was an article review breakdown? thing of like a. I like reading reviews of Rick and Morty. Generally, I don't like reading reviews of television shows, but this one does it for me. It was um, a full walkthrough basically of what Pickle Rick was. It was like the greatest trolling episode ever, is basically what they call it. So 
Okay. Like, the trailers and stuff, everyone... I mean, how many memes did you see of Pickle Rick before that episode had ever even seen close <laughs> to the light of day? Like, people were obsessed with Pickle Rick. They, at, uh, at Comic-Con, that was the only thing they showed was a sketching of the rat, uh, like, murder scene of Pickle Rick. Mm-hmm. Like, that. oh, you didn't actually get to see him murder. You got to see the pieces put on him in sketch form, not animation form. And everyone lost their goddamn minds. So then the <laughs> first trailer they ever come out with is a 10-second spot of just, Morty, come over here. Morty, turn me over. The Pickle Rick! And then, boom, end of advertisement. And people are like, oh, shit, we're going to see a pickle! And then... <laughs> The follow-up trailer shows Pickle Rick again, and everyone's losing their mind. And then the opening of that episode is literally just Morty going, you're an idiot, why did you do this? Like the in- <laughs> And then even after that, okay, so you get, I'm Pickle Rick, big reveal. And he even, he even says it, they point it out. Oh, I turned myself into a pickle, big reveal here. Oh, and then Morty, still blank-faced. He explains to him, why, like, why did you do this? And Morty, or Rick comes with the clever line, if most people could, which they can't, then they would do it just because they could, which they can't. And Morty just gives the exact proper answer. I still don't understand why you would do this. Like, <laughs> like they lay it right out on Front Street. This is dumb. Why were you excited for this? There's no payoff. It's literally yeah. just a pickle. And then it gets even better <laughs> by turning into the dumbest rick is always in control and yet his big grand scheme is a timer and a syringe that's going to turn him back into a human that's not something rick would do that's not a rick move that's the dumbest thing it's so easy to work around so like everything up to this episode was you're going to be blown away by rick turning himself into a pickle and the hijinks that ensue when in reality it was a man desperate to avoid spending time with his family and family therapy. counseling yeah, yeah desperate to avoid that and the best idea he ever had was turning into something with a timed syringe to turn back which backfires and he almost dies it's the first time he legitimately almost dies and i love it because he's like is this how i die is this it this is the genius equivalent to dying on the toilet and the sun blares down and really vaguely he just goes this is it this is how i die and you're like oh shit like wow he he is officially lost his goddamn mind because he's gonna die as a pickle in the driveway and then one thing leads to another and he he figures it out but honestly that's one of that's that's pure uh like coincidence that he's even able to survive this episode for the first time like there's no reason he should have and i love that about for after first time watching it i was just like haha pickle he's a pickle oh shit d- die hard he's gonna murder everybody hey d- check it out danny trejo's here and he's being a badass cool moving on but like second third fourth i would be lying to you if i didn't say i had already seen that episode 10 times every time <laughs> i watch it every time i watch it i just i i feel like i i get more into the emotional side of the episode and less into the like action which is what i used started watching it for in the first place was watching pickle rick like my favorite part the first time i watched it was when he pushes the fucking trash can together and he just goes get that parkour get that parkour and he jumps up and hits the button like that's that's the mindless part that they're appealing to everyone and then the undertone is like do you not see why we're doing this does that make sense did i get too is yes. that too much okay no you're fine so with that being yeah. said season like this whole episode you are led to believe is about Pickle Rick, when in reality, the entire episode is about Beth and her refusal, even though we've seen it before, her absolute refusal to accept her father for anything other than a genius and the love of her life, like it's her father. 
Yeah. And do you don't... Well, that's... Yeah, because yeah, because he left. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah, like, let, Or at the end so, of uh, episode one did that so well. Like, how many... J- Jerry, how many times do we have to keep paying for your father's, like, mistakes? And then Jerry... Or she's like, never. I'll never do that to you again. Walks through the portal. Don't ever leave me again. And she goes and hugs her dad. Like, instantly gives up what she just said. So every episode has laid that out. But this episode, in the background, it's all about her, like, saying her kids are shit... Like, the, the review said the most honest line of dialogue she's had in the entire show was when she, when, when she goes, fuck you, and her kids go, whoa, mom, and she goes, fuck you, too. Like, that's the most <laughs> honest Beth has ever been and possibly will ever be. She's clearly only pleased with thinking of Rick. That is all that matters to her is the fact that her father's finally back. Not her kids, not her marriage, not her life. And it's so heavy. Oh, it's so heavy. But, uh... <laughs> It's, it's done a really good, so like season three, episode one was kind of the breaking out cool, I get it. Season two, the Mad Max episode, which was so good, was about the kids. It was about them trying to find a way to cope, which they clearly didn't do, because she's still snuffed, like, huffing porcelain and Morty's pissing his pants in class. So the episode two is all about, episode three, entirely about Beth, uh, at least on the underscore, not in the forefront i mean that's mostly just like hey watch pickle rick shoot people and uh <laughs> and then episode four the vindicators is I, I don't even know like i have to watch it another six or seven times like it <laughs> it's it, it's hey rick is clearly okay no the perfect way i can say he's this. the villain of the piece yes the best no part. no it's out yeah because he is the villain of the piece <laughs> he fucking just starts murdering quote-unquote good guys just because he's drunk like yes he's the villain <laughs> But to a greater extent, they're out looking for the world ender. They find the world ender, and it turns out it's Rick. Like, he fucked up uh, C-137. He fucked up Earth and turned it into Cronenberg and just walked away like nothing even mattered. He worked with Unity to completely destroy that and allow shit to go sideways, and then he walks away from that as well. Like, the part where... His battery. His fucking battery is a universe, and he doesn't give a shit about it. And, like, like it's the perfect way to finally, like, lay it out that, yeah, Rick is not a good guy. The fact that you people love him because he's clever is not the reason to love him. He is oh, the, totally. He is the, like, uh, what do you call it? You've got the, the hero and the villain, but what's the, like, proper term for a villain? The, uh... What, uh, what here, you, like, like, the end? Yep. Anti-hero? Nope, nope. I think oh. it starts with anti. Like, you have your... your. It starts with a P for the, the good guy. Oh, antagonist. And... antagonist. Antagonist. Why couldn't... Yeah, and protagonist. He is the antagonist of the entire show. And the fourth episode lays it out even better about Morty, still an idiot, but he knows he's learning, and he's becoming, like, self-aware. The dude's a fucking robot. He's just... They joke about how stupid he is all the time. Like in... Like in... Like in, uh... uh which one is it? It's the something Ricked This Way Comes where they're on Pluto. Jerry and, and he's like trying to explain to him about the fact that they're destroying Pluto. And he's like, is everyone in your family a fucking idiot? And he goes, well, I, for definite, me and my dad are. Like, okay, so we get it. Rick's dumb, or Morty's dumb. He's the idiot that shields Rick from being found. But in this episode, he fucking disarming neutrino bombs. He's pointing out the silly, like, l- underscore, like the part where he's like, I figured it out. They all apply to all of you. His his whole point is that none of you are special and you're all or and, and you're all irrelevant or something like that. And then he looks down and he just goes, "That's always his point." Like in a really <laughs> sulking, like super sad way. 
And it's so clear that he's kind of slowly wising up to the fact that Rick's a fuck-up. Like, it's not Morty that's the fuck-up. No, that's the thing. Like, actually, the thing I said, because that's the reason I won't let Justin, uh, I haven't let really him watch any of it. I know he hasn't watched season two. And I was like, this is one of the few shows where continuity fucking matters. <laughs> like, yeah, at first, it didn't. I was watch like... all of season one in any order. Season one, all over the place. The minute you get about halfway through season two, you've got to start following. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, I was like, continuity does matter with that show. So, yeah, I'm just like, it's one of the things where I'm just like, you shouldn't just jump. I mean, you can theoretically, like, just jump wherever because um, they're all more or less self-contained. But, like, it's, it's yeah, continuity matters. And that's the whole thing is, like, as the show goes on, you kind of see all the characters evolve as the show goes on. <laughs> so it's like, um, the whole thing in this episode, like, with, um, like the or the, the we have said before like the family counseling thing and everything where it's like and even before that we're just like it's kind of showing like i mean yeah maybe this would still be happening without uh rick being there but it's like who's to say that jerry and uh beth would have broken up if oh yeah season two when they do the whole fucking like uh intergalactic counseling and they're they're like uh what do you call it they're avatars codependent yeah they're codependent. oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> those avatars just fucking go and murder everything and they're like this isn't how this works like even without rick that's going nowhere it's i mean it's not going anywhere positive it's definitely going places well, okay yeah yeah uh, um but yeah um but yeah no so that's the whole thing is like that's what i'm saying like everything matters in that show where like it all like it's it's all like leading places which i'm just like even though at this point i'm like i'm curious like if they'll even be able to do because it took like 18 months for this fucking season to happen so i'm curious like um oh god i hope this is believe- just i want their big like fucking prank on the audience is like when the season ends two months later is season four like i just want their like don't do this to me again i can't handle it but the well i mean it is funny though that, like, the way the tv is kind of changed where, like they can do that and then also like atlanta is skipping 2017 and they're going to have the new season 2018. And I was just like, it is funny. Like that's not the way TV used to work at all. Where it's just like, no, it's every fucking year. Despite if it makes the quality shitty. Or even, even sometimes it wasn't even every year. I mean, you would have the end of one season in one year and the beginning in the next, it was like a six or eight month break. Like you would have it continuing uh, nonstop. And I'm sad. I understand it. So especially with people. So apparently Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland are people who get all the credit, but one of, like, the brainchilds is Ryan Ridley. Like, he's... He voices a, a character in every episode. He's the, uh... Mm. He's the lighthouse keeper in the Purge episode. Like, that's... That, he's amazing. But... Yeah. With, when it... When these three guys are as on fire as they are now, I'm like, fine. Take, take a year. Take two years. Take three years. I don't care. I'll wait. As long as you are doing what works for you and not what the studio or the fans want, then I'm on board. I'm sold. But the one thing that I love about these guys and that they keep doing, like you said, everything is in order and you're totally right. But part of what they do is the beginning and end of every episode starts relatively fresh. So, for example, like the end of the fucking Pickle Rick episode, uh, Beth and her father are good again. Like during therapy, she realizes he lied to her and he's she's like, oh, that sucks. But immediately in the car ride, She's back to being normal. Let's go get a drink together. Meanwhile, Morty and Summer are in the back going, 
well, I, I liked therapy, and they just ignore him. Whereas right out the window. Who the fuck cares what those kids wanted, apparently? So it started, the episode, we're doing therapy for the family. It ended. That didn't solve anything. And the Vindicators episode, the fourth one, does the exact same thing. It starts not referencing the old episode. It references the fact that Morty wants something, Rick doesn't give a shit, and the only reason he does it is because of his punch card. <laughs> and he's super pissed off about his adventure punch card. And then... At the very end of the episode, all this shit lays out. Villains Rick is, like, confessing his love, and you think it's going to be for Morty. And it turns out to be for Noob Noob, which Morty gets... <laughs> yeah. So that that ends up being nothing. Morty's, like, happy. Morty gets a smile on his face to go sit, stand there, and it be him. Like, the final test be the one thing that Rick loves is him. Nope, that gets taken right out from under Morty. It's Noob Noob. And to make matters even worse... The party that Rick set up, because Rick actually wanted this to be good, even though he was trying to kill them. He set up a party. I don't know. Sets up a party. And at the end of it, uh, Logic is rapping about Noob Noob, and Rick just goes, who the fuck is Noob Noob? Completely <laughs> erasing everything that mattered in that episode. <laughs> Literally, it's just more torment for Morty. That episode meant nothing to anyone. And that's fucked up, but it's wonderful, because next episode gets another fresh start. Like, everything gets to start at ground zero, basically. Well, except season three, episode one, but that's because of the whole prison thing. That was a specific. But I'm talking in general. Like, so, for example, Justin jumping right in, he wouldn't understand the tie-in to the whole season, but he would be able to understand that episode from start to finish as is. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I like that they're able to do that. It keeps it, it, it keeps it spontaneous. I fucking love Rick and Morty, dude. I love it so much. <laughs> Oh. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> oh, I just can't even. Uh, and also, the Vindicator thing I like just because, I mean, it, it definitely plays to my sensibilities. Basically, it's like fucking Justice League slash Teen Titans slash the Avengers. And on top of that, you have Christian fucking Slater, who's been my hero since I was like a yay high child. Uh, voicing like the lead vindicator, which Who's that right away I was like, "This is triggering me. This matter. is triggering me. I gotta get out of here." <laughs> like, and then off. you have like uh, uh, Lance Reddick as uh, whatever the hell you call it, dude. Uh, like the phantom or the phantom engineer, whatever the fuck. Yeah, the the, um, the ghost con specter conductor or some shit like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then like Jillian Jacobs from Community is like the Starfire type character. Um, I was just like it. It was it just it just plays really well. But I also I do love the fact that like he ends up kind of poking fun at, like because really I mean all superheroes. Like the thing I I said before where it's like the whole uh, Garth Ennis thing with uh, the boys and like I don't really not even before the boys. Like it really every time he's ever written superhero stuff, it's always like he kind of treats them without any kind of reverence, and he's just like, um, imagine you didn't start reading superhero comics till you were like in your like like let's say like late teens early 20s he's like how fucking ridiculous are they if you really really think about it he's like that's my life he's like i didn't read this stuff when i was a kid so like growing up reading it or get like as an adult reading it, I'm like this is fucking retarded so it's kind of the whole thing where basically when rick's like pointing out like he's openly mocking all of them and their powers and everything i'm just like yeah i mean that's the whole thing I mean, that's because like, the show is in general basically just like rick is kind of like the cynical like um like fourth wall breaking like audience member in a lot of ways so yeah, it's just he's like, like... self-aware and he points out so two great yeah. examples of that one is when fucking the world ender their arch enemies comes arch enemy comes swinging from the rafters and rick's just like yeah i always thought what you guys do in a year could get knocked out in a couple hours like 
<laughs> means nothing to him. There's a short answer to everything in his eyes. Like with comic books, I've told you about how Tommy bitches about Dr. Manhattan being like, why couldn't he just stop it? And you're like, that's not the point of the story. That's Rick. Rick's just like, there's no point to your story. Let me just take care of it. Or the other perfect part is when he's fucking, they're like, somebody wake up Rick. And he wake him up to stop the turrets. And he's like, he shakes that thing up, squirts the stuff in his eyes. And he's like, oh, come on, Rick. He's like, what? I couldn't do anything if I couldn't see. And then he just drops a thing on the floor that takes care of it. He didn't actually have to do fucking anything. Yet he still wanted to point out like the fact that, oh, no, I got to be top top of my game in order to solve this problem. When in reality, (laughs) he didn't at all. I loved that. I got, I didn't, until my third viewing, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I've watched that episode a few times too. Don't judge me. Until like my third viewing, I didn't even notice the fact that he says, you know, how am I supposed to solve this if I can't see? Closes his eyes and drops this fucking tool on the ground that takes care of it. Like he didn't do anything. Yeah. It's just in the face of everyone who thinks that, well, of, not of everyone, but of the fact that the shit is trivial and he can take care of it. Indeed. No, yeah, I think that's why, like, I, uh, the, the, I think the, um, like, the title of, like, the, the review on the like, EV Club was, like, uh, like, Rick is the villain, because, of course, Rick is the villain. And I was, like, that's the whole thing. He's, like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing where it's, like, you're essentially watching a show where the protagonist is Dr. Doom. Like, yeah, like, at the like, end of the Mad Max episode, he fucking, just to prove a point, gives society back to this post-apocalyptic wasteland just to prove a point to Summer and then literally as they're leaving takes it from them. Like, nope, fuck exactly. you, you're going back into into ruins and, and anarchy. Like, that doesn't matter to me. Like, what the shit? Yeah. And you laugh because you're like, aha, yeah, he would because they end it with that scream from uh, I don't remember the guy's name who's the main with the bucket on his head but all you hear him yell is no because he's watching sports and it's like (laughs) you can chuckle it off but the fucking real application is he sent this world back into ruin like here i solved your problem and it doesn't matter go back screw you yeah indeed it's so good (laughs) i hope they do something like that again not too soon i don't want it to get overplayed but soon Usually they lay out what the next episode will be in like a teaser, and I haven't checked what this next one will be about. But I already bought the season on my Google Play account. They the season pass for it was nineteen ninety nine yeah. for HD, and I was like, huh, I've got thirty bucks in my account, in my uh, Google Play <laughs> account as a, like a build up from people giving me cards as gifts and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna buy this immediately, and then I just <laughs> instantly the next morning when because I, I don't have cable or nothing when I and they're no longer streaming it on AdultSwim.com, which is fucked up. But the minute the minute I, I wake up, I start playing the episode, and I watch it in the in bed, take a shower, go to work. I uh, totally do my job and don't watch the episode, and then I head to <laughs> class, and right before class, I watch the episode again. Literally, the day after these episodes come out, I watch them three times. I can't What's the... stop. I've got a problem, Patrick. There's something wrong here. My wife even said it. No, no. So... When season three, episode one came out, when he breaks out of prison, I watched that episode an absurd amount of times. Every night before I'd lay down in bed, it was on YouTube, I would watch it. Mofa's was like, why are you doing this? I was like, I really like it. She's like, no, 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 no. I mean, seriously, you've never done this with anything, like at all. You don't even listen to a song this many times in a row. Like, why are you doing this? I was like, I can't explain it. I have to watch it. I can explain it. It's called compulsive behavior. I don't do this with anything else, except some things. Does it? It doesn't mean it's not compulsive behavior. It doesn't carry on to everything you do. Like... I guess that's true. Well, I don't mind Twinkie. I love it. My cat's here with me. She's being a sweetie. 
Ugh, I didn't even get to talk about Vegas. Patrick, I went to Vegas for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of that. Thank you. <laughs> really, the moral of the story is when you're 880 feet up in the air, you want more than just a hand railing to hold on to. That was terrifying. Oh, shit. Uh, Britney Spears was less of a concert, more of a show, and actually pretty fun. So that's good news. Like, even for someone who doesn't like her music at all, I enjoyed it. Uh, B, I went to a Marvel museum expecting a Marvel museum, uh, Marvel museum and instead getting an MCU museum, which was cool. And I'll send you more pictures later. I wanted to wait to tell you, but I fucking ruined that by talking about Game of Thrones and Rick and Morty. So I'll just start sending you pictures. Uh, yeah. And I got to see all this cool stuff. And I'm an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, so suck it. And worthy of Thor's hammer. So <laughs> not trying to brag, but not everyone there was. And it lifted for me. And... What's... Well, I shared that picture on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, cause I, cause I looked at it, I literally laughed. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, holy fuck. Yeah, it was great. Like my buddy James, he's the one who told me to check it out. Uh, and he has pictures of him like leaning back, pulling as hard as he can. It was just a, a high powered magnet that they turned on and off for certain people. But they decided I was worthy. Cool. And uh, he couldn't lift it. So I like really rubbed it in his face. Um, I, that was A, B, C. D. It is the antithesis of what I stand for as far as, like, advertising, consumerism, tourism bullshit, but you have to experience it once. Like, even though I wanted nothing to do with it on, like, a moral and ethical level, I appreciated the hell out of it, and it was amazing. There's fucking... I went to a gas station just to get gas for the car. There's four slot machines in the thing, which you'd expect. It's Vegas. There's slot machines everywhere. But there's people there with beer cans in plastic bags putting $100 bills into those slot machines. I'm like, really? You are five <laughs> minutes from the strip of 30-story buildings built for this to appease you in every way, shape, or form, and you're deciding to get drunk doing it here? Oh, wait, you looked up, you have no teeth, and you're wearing a Bulls jersey. I get it. Moving on. I'm not being judgmental, Patrick. It just made perfect sense is what I'm getting at. But Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I, I, the reason I, I'm not opposed to going... But well, the reason I don't think I would gamble is for the same reason I don't like. It's funny, like everybody like the, like the track and everything. I'm like, I've never been. I'm just like, in like the time I picked up, um, I, I picked up uh, my friend Cello from the Racino a couple times, um, and like, it's like I can't gamble because like, the second I lost, I'd be like. So I'm going to need that back. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's my money, asshole. Give me my fucking money. So here's here's my uh, recommendation for that. Do what me and Franny did. I put $5 into the machine. She put $10 into the machine. I lost $5, but I spent about 40 minutes doing it, which is equal to going to a movie, and I enjoyed it equally. So it's kind of fun to just kind of mindlessly like, ooh, something's happening. Yeah, I won 50 cents. Oh, I lost 50 cents. Like, that was fun. Franny, $10 in. Played a few, played a few, 150 bucks. Cool. Didn't win enough to change our lives, but enough to make you go, that was worth my 20 minutes, and let's move on. Perfect amount of gambling. It was, if you equate it to going to mini golf or any other mindless little bullshit, it's worth it. If you're a person putting hundreds of dollars on a poker table, you're an idiot, and I want nothing to do with you. But, final thought. If you ever do go, which you will, because if you didn't, if I didn't make this clear, we are going to get some sort of notoriety for doing this, make at least enough money to go on a yearly vacation together, and we'll go there one time. And three, never, and I repeat, ever go to Vegas in August. It's a desert. The heat (laughs) from the pavement hurts. 
It hurt so bad. <laughs> it was awful. It was 110 degrees the first day with no wind. Literally, you walk and you're like, wow, it's pretty hot, but I can deal with it. And then you walk over any concrete or pavement and feel it reflecting back up. And you like, you're like 130 degrees. Oh, my God. And we went hiking. Terrible idea. <laughs> Terrible. There's signs that say, please, no hiking after 10 a.m. Heat advisory. We went at 11 a.m. It was hell, but we did it, and I'm happy to say it's an experience. What's the thing is, like, um, my friends, uh, Menno, and my first girlfriend, Athena, her sister, uh, live in Arizona. Her sister's and sister's name one day is she... Athena? Uh, the, the first girl every day was named Athena, yeah. Is she single? Um, no, she's married, which is upsetting, but there you go. Is she hot? Uh, yes. Then I'll take uh, the risk. <laughs> uh, yeah, hear that, Franny? Um, no, she doesn't. She don't listen to this. Oh! <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, like, Menno was Snapchatting me one day uh, from Arizona. She's like, they live, they live in Tucson. And there's like something like in the 100, 120 range or something. Oh and I'm just like, God. that's fucking psychotic. Like, why would you even, like, that's uh, not yeah. a place people should live. I don't understand that's not why. not for humans. I don't understand why that's sought out. Like, I, and on the same degree, like, why would you ever live in northern Canada or, like, fucking Siberia? Do people do it. Well, I can just start a fire and be warm. That's not the point. You walk outside <laughs> into death. If you don't have that fire for an hour, you're gone. If you don't have that AC for an hour, you're gone. What is the point? I don't get it, Patrick. <laughs> I really don't understand people who put themselves through that kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, life is tough. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up because I have roughly an hour and 20 minutes to finish an episode of Game of Thrones, take a shower, get something to eat, and head to class. So, okay. which, by the way, last week of class, I have two days left, and then I am officially done and potentially on my way to working a job for the government, which I will hate just as much as anything else I've ever done. So... This has been a rather interesting episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin the Captain Mills. I'm Patrick Vicious. And thanks for listening.